thank you. I'm part Canadian. <laughs> That's correct. As the only part Canadian in the room. Uh-oh, look out. Look out. He said it. Sorry. <laughs> They're not saying happy birthday. <laughs> I can't. I love that. There's an Alan Thick commercial. PJ, get back in here. There's an Alan Thick commercial on <laughs> WFAN all the time. He's doing it for, like, uh, back taxes or something like that. Optimum tax relief. Optimum tax relief. If you get a letter from the ta- IRS, it's probably not saying happy birthday. And it's, 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 totally, it's totally Paul F. Tompkins doing Alan Thicke, but Alan, it's really Alan Thicke. Oh, I love that guy. How do you Why not you love that guy? Tax relief now. Sorry. <laughs> You're probably not saying happy birthday. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Um, do you want to talk about the Mets at all, or should we just go right to the fun load here? Let's just go right to the fun load. Next week, Mets next and, uh, week next will week. be a big, yeah, um, programming note. Next week will be a big <laughs> baseball preview show. We'll be talking a lot of Mets. Um, we'll talk a little bit of Yankees, just because we don't like them. And we'll be talking about Major League Baseball in general on the eve of the 2016 Major League Baseball season. That's next week on Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Did you what put that on the church? What are you doing? Put on the church. The church oh, yeah, calendar? The bulletin. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you turn to page 70 of bulletin, you'll see that Ready to Unload next week is a baseball show. We're very proud of yeah, our boys. The programming details. We don't know when it'll be on. But please keep checking your bulletin. Father Chris, Father Chris, back up from the mic. Back up. Before the details. Father, Father Mike, the back up. The, Met, the bus for the Met game will be here at 10 a.m. The church trip to the Met game. Sister Mary has made her Rice Krispie treats for the big sale. <laughs> I could do close mic humor. All night. All night. I could do that. Please please be sure to just take one. <laughs> now turn to hymn number 375, A Lady of Perpetual Hope, in the key of D. <laughs> they, don't, they don't give keys out for the hymn, I feel like. No, they don't, no. Time for a fun Yes, it's the Ready to Unload Fun Load, also known as the Fun Load. Um, so, welcome back, guys. I, 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 look, we gotta, we gotta talk about it. We have to. I, this is really hitting me hard. I am well, not. I am be, not. It, it ceases to be a fun load if, if that's where we're going. Well, can't we, we make can. it like a fun remembrance kind of thing? Sure. We, we, we absolutely can. We absolutely can. I mean, we did this when Robin Williams passed away. 
I don't know if we played the fun load music and then started talking, <laughs> remembering the life of Robin Williams. Yeah, my God. Might have, might have been a little more reverent. Right. Sorry. Let's. Uh... Just a little. Okay. Right. Sorry about that. Sorry. He's not saying happy birthday. <laughs> Whoa! Look out! Whoa! Look out! Look out! You got look out. You got a letter from the IRS. <laughs> Speaking of of course of uh, Gary Shandling. I am. Yeah. I'm really I'm not I'm not oh. pleased about this. Oh man, come on. Sixty six is young. It is. And out of nowhere. That's that's the thing yeah. that's getting me today is that because you guys had, had kind of passed the word along later in the day and it was it was a legitimate shock because I I'm racking my brain to think it had he been had he been ill. I hadn't heard anything about it lately, and then to find out it was a massive heart attack was just that was that was a bit of a gut punch. Oh man! Yeah. I I was a very big fan of Gary Shandling. I and he's one of those guys that you just think is going to be around forever. Like you don't you know, like one of those kind of celebrities that you I don't know I guess you take for granted or. You think, oh yeah, like just you don't think about that guy dying young, and sixty-six is young. Like you don't think about, I don't know. It wasn't yeah, like well, he was like a like a hard living comedian or something like that. Like exactly, you, know? you see, you see, right? You see a, a a bunch of genial old comedians now. You know whether it's through WTF or something else. Right. Uh, but, you know, you see them out there. There's Dick Van Dyke and there's Carl Reiner and there's Mel Brooks. And and these guys all live to be 90. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what you would think, you know, Gary Shandling's going to be around for a while. It's not like he was like snorting coke off of, you know, like he wasn't that kind of comedian. Certainly didn't have a reputation for it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, who knows what went on behind closed doors, but um, but in any case, one of the I want to I want to just talk about the the stuff and the work because I always thought a very underrated stand-up comedian. I thought he was an excellent joke teller, but his show on Showtime was completely revolutionary. The Gary Shandling Show. I mean, this is before he did Larry Sanders, which was revolutionary in its own right. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the the show on Fox from from the eighties? Well, it was on Showtime first, and then Fox. Oh, okay. I think, or or HBO. It was on like pay cable first. I have to look that up. But you know, with the the Gary Shandling Show, where they broke the fourth wall all the time, and mm-hmm. and and just. I, I said this today to you guys. Without that show, there's no Seinfeld. Like I'm convinced of that. Because there's not that much of a time gap between them, by the way. I think no, like Gary Shandling's show is like 88, 89, and Seinfeld's 91. Yeah. Seinfeld was 89. Seinfeld what? actually started in the – yeah, I think Seinfeld actually got his pilot on in the 80s, yeah. Yeah, pilot, the Seinfeld Chronicles was 89. Oh, uh, because they did – they did like what, like six episodes or something like that. Like the first season was, or ten episodes maybe. Yeah, it was a sm- it was a short season, and then they they came back in earnest in 1990. Yeah, right. And because Seinfeld was such a slow build, most people really didn't grab it until like season three. Right. <laughs> so it feels like there's a gap there. 
Very true. So it's Gary Shandling's show ran from 86 to 90. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they actually overlapped. And I don't think there would have been a Seinfeld without that show. Was there a TV guide cover with like Gary Shandling and Paul Reiser and Jerry Seinfeld? Maybe. Because uh, Mad About You is Mad About You on then? Yeah, that's the same time frame, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I guess oh, it's it definitely is. the same time frame, yeah. And Gary Sh- and the Gary Shandling show was sort of one of the pioneers of the Fox network when Fox started in the mid 80s. It was Tracy Ullman and it was Gary Shandling. Mhm. Right, but I feel like it was son- on was I feel like it was on Showtime first. It might have been. I'm just I'm just, I'm remembering No, no, you no, no, you're absolutely, absolutely right. And it was, I'm I, looking just, up. I, I just remember that Sunday night was always, it was Gary Shandling and Tracy Ullman. And then The Simpsons, obviously, out of Tracy Ullman. Right. Michael Tucci on that show. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was great. It was, it, well, it was about his life. So it was very much Seinfeld. Yep. Just way, way more sitcom-y. Mm-hmm. But they broke, all, they broke all the conventions there. They broke the fourth wall all the time. And... It has my one of my favorite sitcom episodes of all time, easily, with uh, The Natural, where they right. goof The Natural with ping pong. And I'm right. reading the storyline right now. Gary attempts to make a comeback at ping pong in spite of an incident that put an end to his ping pong days 18 years ago. It's, and it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a brilliant, brilliant take on The Natural. And a, a spoof of the natural where he said his paddle is named instead of pa- Wonder Boy, it's Padel. And he's got it on. I mean, and he breaks the light at the end. He, it's just so good. It's so good. So good. I was um, more of a Larry Sanders guy. Well, I, I want to get to Larry Sanders, but it's well, Gary Shandling's show. Go sit over here for a while. Though. Yeah, why don't you just go talk to the cat? All right. Um. <laughs> such a jerk um no that that and that that leads to larry sanders so did you watch larry sanders cal i well documented did not have the hbo (laughs) it's true i've got the the file he did not even then especially then that was when i didn't have control over it and i didn't have it (laughs) Right. <laughs> I thought maybe in the salad days you might have uh, you no. might have sprung for it. No, no. I mean, I've I've I have since seen a lot of it, but no, not at the time. No. Wow. Um, I I watched it more at the time than I think I did afterward. Pete, right. did you were you all in on that? Um, was I all in on Larry Sanders? Yeah, I'm just saying. Did you did you watch it at the time, like entirely, or? Yeah, I watched it as it was happening, and uh, I thought it was just, just, just super funny. Of course, I you know I loved uh, um, Tambor on it. Oh, so good as well. <laughs> as well. So good. Hoo ha! Hey now. But I see. I um, love Larry Sanders though because he. I mean. I did Pacino first, by the way, guys. Um, 
<laughs> yes. Sorry. He was so <laughs> naturally conversationally funny. Like, did you did you see him on um, Comedians in Cars getting coffee? Yes. Yes, I did. Just and the. You saw, and you saw what the title of that episode was. No. The title of that episode was "Thank God Gary Shandling is still alive." No. Oh, oh yeah. man. And it just oh. and it yeah. It was it was a little maudlin. And alive. It was the Come show. In. By the way, it's Gary Shandling's show. I'm sorry. The show was later picked up for broadcast on Fox from '88 to '90. Yeah, you were right. It start and the, but they started they they aired the original Showtime shows on Fox as if it were as if it was running them, right? So those of us again without the cable and the Showtime and the HBO, I'm watching right. it on Fox as if it were like a first run series. But yeah, I watched it. No, I watched it on. I, I watched it on. <laughs> I, yeah, I watched it on Fox as well. I I didn't have cable at that time either. I should have married somebody that was a cable vision just to have just all of, all the options available to me. You Rockefellers out there with yeah. your cable. And your and your in ground pools, not your above ground pools. Um I remember watching Larry Sanders though at the time and really not appreciating it as I I liked it. I really didn't appreciate it as much as I did on later viewing, and I need, and I just said this like about three, you okay? About three months ago, I was reading the Judd Apatow book, which is all interviews, and his interview with Gary Shandling in it is great. And because Judd Apatow obviously worked as a writer on Larry Sanders and was on, mm-hmm. um, and I said I got to go back and watch it. I just said it like three months ago. I got to go back and like watch that whole series. Yeah. You know, ah, just a, just a shame. It really is. And I, and his WTF is fantastic too. It's from a while ago, but his WTF is really, really good. That's kind of become a thing now, right? Like when a comedian passes away because he's got this huge backlog. I mean, he's done right. Massive archive. Now he's getting everybody. Yeah. 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 You know, he, he said something so interesting last week. In one of his monologues, I think it was before the Dweezil Zappa one, maybe, because uh, he had Dweezil Zappa on. And he said, I have, when I started doing it, you know, six and a half years ago, almost seven years ago, he very purposefully was not topical. Because mm. not even really understanding the medium of podcasting or what he was doing. It occurred to him that if I'm topical, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Right. If I'm not topical, or I stay as non-topical, especially in my monologues as possible, they kind of live. And he tries not to be to- – and you, you really find that. Like he's really not topical with people in their interviews. It's really not. I mean, you know, unless they're, they're working on something or they're doing something. Or like he had Michael Moore on. Like it's impossible not to be topical with Michael Moore. But most but, of his interviews are about, about the, the subject's backstory. Backstory and how they got to where they got to. Yeah, so that's timeless. Really prescient, though, to, to not make that stuff topical. Yeah. Because that, you could go and listen to that Gary Shandling. He's releasing the Gary Shandling one tomorrow. And you could go and listen to that, and 
really not lose anything by the fact that it's five years ago or four and a half years ago. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. I think. Um, The last thing I wanted to ask you guys about uh, Gary Shandling, stand-up-wise, like I said, like he was very underrated. I remember seeing him as a stand-up as a kid. Yeah. Do you you guys remember like any specials or anything like that? I kind of do. I kind of always felt he was an underrated stand-up. I thought it was great. His writing career is far more he talked about this with Apatow in the book about how big Larry Sanders got and how like every person that like think of the people that worked on that show, you know, whether it be John Stewart or Judd Apatow or whoever, like there's a, the writers and stuff, Odin Kirk, the writers that came out of there were these are basically dominating, <laughs> you know, comedy right now. Right. Yeah. And he ran that whole show. Like he would, there's stories like Apatow tells about him, like fixing scripts at three o'clock in the morning. Like the writers would all, you know, get the script and then they would get it to Larry and he would just, I mean, uh, Gary, and he would like, he'd tear it apart at like four o'clock in the morning. They'd come in the next morning. It was all rewritten and it was way funnier Mm -hmm. than what they had done. And it got to the point where he basically just burnt out on it. Like he just couldn't do it anymore. Because he was the entirety of the show. Uh, I got to go back and watch it now. I'm sure I won't be alone in that. Uh, yeah, I was going to get a lot of people looking to do that. PJ, we haven't spoken in like three weeks. What have you been watching? What have you been doing? What does PJ I have, do? What do you I've do? Just been refreshing my Facebook feed endlessly, losing sleep, waiting for the new headlines to drop. First thing we have to talk about is the newest thing, which is Axl Rose as the lead singer of ACDC. Go. Wait, wait, what? ACDC sidelined Brian Johnson because he has a health problem. Rather than cancel the tour, they said, we're going to replace you with somebody. And the name... And the name they dropped <laughs> was Captain Mercury himself, Axel Rose. Isn't Brian Johnson has a health problem the most obvious sentence in the history of spoken language? Yes, yes. his throat might, might have finally self-welded shut. <laughs> Isn't that the most obvious <laughs> statement? Brian Johnson has a health problem. There it is. The odds, the odds of that being said, <laughs> well, I mean, pretty, pretty good at some point. Poor, I feel like poor Malcolm Young had to leave the band too because he's developed a little bit of dementia. I mean, well, my you God, can't, you can't sing like you just broke a bottle and swallowed the shards five minutes before you go out on stage every night. That's gonna hurt I mean, a man. I don't even think that was the problem. I think he can still hit the notes. Right. He has like varicose veins or something like that. Something silly, yeah. No, I was also thinking of the hard living aspect of being the lead singer of ACDC. <laughs> I think that's a guy who's going out and jogging 10 miles before a show. 
I don't know. I think you come into ACDC knowing that the first guy took himself out pretty handily. Yep. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm, I'm replacing the guy who drank himself to death. You know what? All right. <laughs> I'll have tea. Thank you. This is There's certainly a way this could go. Or I got to outdo that. Or, or right. I got to beat that. Right. Yeah. I was born in the middle of a California town. That's not. Uh, that's my best, uh, Brian Johnson. Pretty good. I can I do. Like. I can do a very good Brian Johnson. Um, but only for like three lines. But not not at this volume. I'm at a more polite volume right now. <laughs> You don't need to. You you can't go to Brian Johnson level. No, everybody would have to be out of the house for me to do it. In the middle of it. Sorry. <clears throat> Brian Johnson. <laughs> <clears throat> so you're saying Axl Rose, Cal? You're a big Axl Rose fan. Uh, this is this is um this is stunning to me. When this you say the late, y'all when didn't you read say this? the no, when you say the latest, did, did this break within the last couple of hours or no? We did. Yeah, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. Broke, country Bob, y'all didn't read this. this oh, this afternoon. Yeah, this afternoon. Hey, Texas Pete. Uh, no, we didn't. Y'all read this. <laughs> y'all. You're dropping y'alls in there now. Your wife goes yeah. to Dallas for a couple of days. You're dropping y'alls in there now. Y'all get the paper. Oh, don't even start, please. Please, you're talking, you're talking to the wrong person. Please. <laughs> um, hey, my wife was in Orlando. My wife, I could see Axel Rose. He's in Orlando too. now. She just got back. Yeah. Like just now, got back. Yeah. And, and you're doing and a podcast. burst into the house and said, "Axel Rose is in ACDC." <laughs> like, Break. That's how he got his news. <laughs> and she said, "Thank God," and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's she's his his wife and also his town crier. Yeah. It would be amazing if, if 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 that's how you still got your news. Like you you guys made Lily the town crier for the house, the house crier. <laughs> no 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 no! I demand at five o'clock you come out. And you read the top stories of the day in an old English dialect. Hear ye, hear ye. Axel Rose, new lead singer of ACDC. Hear ye, hear ye. I think that's, this is going to be one of the worst maneuvers in the history of rock. It's going to destroy both acts. Well, hold, hold on. Gary Sharon was in Van Halen. Hold on. Hold on a second. Just but pump, no one respected pump, Gary Sharon before that. Pump the brakes here. There have been some awful decisions. <laughs> there, there is a huge following for Axl Rose. So you're saying more no than Gary Sharon cachet. You know <laughs> How dare you rip on extreme? How dare you? <laughs> Wholeheartedly, he rips on extreme. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Doctor. Wow. I what was their that, budget like for black song? nail polish in that band anyway? <laughs> you guys put the 50 bucks aside for the black nail polish, right? <laughs> and the conditioner? Extra conditioner? If not, we, we run out in Minneapolis. I'm getting worried about this. 
Nuno's hair does not get that shiny on its own. <laughs> uh, I, what, what's wrong with Axl Rose and ACDC? I know good. I think it's a terrible fit. How is it a terrible fit? Can he scream at the top of his lungs and sound like he, he picked up some gravel from your driveway? And swallow not it right tw- before he No, not in 2016. He cannot. I think that's all he has left is to sound like Brian Johnson, the catcher for the uh, for the Atlanta yeah, right. Oh, that Brian Johnson. Oh, that Brian Johnson. Right. I don't know, Cal. How you feel? I like it. Let's do it. I don't. Let's get. Crazy. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm willing to to give it a shot. Let's see what you got. I don't. I disagree. It's going to kill both brands. That's that's a little. <laughs> you can't really hard. kill the Guns N' Roses brand anymore, can you? Well, I, you can always you can always kill it more. But I don't <laughs> I don't think this, I don't think it's going to be the disaster. Wait, aren't they touring Peach Guns N' Roses? Well, that's the other thing that that was supposed With Gary to Sharon. be in the works. <laughs> is Gary Sharon stepping in for GNR? This is crazy. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> he converts every song to more than words. <laughs> He's a good thing. The problem is he only knows one melody. <laughs> Just a little patience is all you need. <laughs> Gary, this is slash is like this is. Really not working, dude. This is really not working. <laughs> Got me in a coma. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Yep. 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 That's funny. Whoa! 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 whoa. Should ACDC just cancel the tour? No. no. There's money to be made. What else are they gonna do? What else are they gonna do? There's Start a landscaping company? I don't know. <laughs> ACDC <laughs> landscaping? <laughs> I mean, the star of the band is Angus Young. Mario He's the, show- He's the showboat. He's the guy who's all over the stage. Uh, you know, Brian Johnson just used to stand there and tap his foot while the other guy ran around. Do your gonna- weeding by the track. <laughs> You're going to have two of them. I mean, Axl Rose, not known for staying still. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we'll edge up your driveway dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and take out your leaves. <laughs> Not for nothing. How mobile, 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 <laughs> mobile, mobile. What is it? Mobile. We're moving on the around. Way to mulch. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't think Axel Rose is going to be moving around too much these days. No, no you don't that, think so? That's my point, yeah. All right. I think I Angus think will gonna, still be the, the centerpiece. It's worth a look. Would you go see a reunited Guns N' Roses sans Gary Sharon? With actually Axel Rose, with, Duff McKagan, with Matt Sorum, and Slash. You, you, you're going original lineup? Well, with Matt Sorum. 
With Matt's arm. Yes, yeah, Steven Adler, not yeah. so not so good. Things, things didn't work out well for Steven Adler. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, all joking, yeah, all joking aside, I think he wound up with like Parkinson's or something really bad. Yeah, from the from the drug use. So no, it would be Matt Sorum, yeah. uh, Duff McKagan slash, and like probably Gilby Clark because Izzy Stradlin doesn't talk to those guys anymore. But they're I supposedly mean, supposedly that's be one the of the hottest tickets on the planet. But I have no interest in going to see. Oh, that. I would totally go. I would totally I would go. Nostalgia-wise, I would totally want to go. I saw them. I think I told you that, right? Yeah. 91, Use Your Illusion Tour. December, I think, 13th. 1991, at the Garden. And uh, they were inc- and Shannon Hoon came out and sang Don't Cry with him. and It was incredible. Great show. And Alice in Chains opened. I told you that. And Alice in Chains wow. was amazing. They were unbelievable. And nobody knew who they were. This is, these names that you're dropping are so depressing at this point. It's only 25 years later. Not as depressing as AZDC landscaping. (laughs) (laughs) Pull your weeds! Done to cheap. (laughs) 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 See Angus Young holding the weed whacker doing the Chuck Berry duck walk. Right, right, right. That's how we weed whack. Pull your weeds, dunder cheap. Pull your weeds and they're dunder cheap. Mow your lawn and it's dunder cheap. All right. <laughs> uh, lawn mower. Uh, weed whacker. Uh, sorry. Okay. ACDC Landscaping. ACDC Landscaping. This is Brian Johnson. (laughs) Does he answer the phone that way? Does he talk? I always wondered that. I seriously wondered that when I was a kid. Like, was that his real voice? Like, if you were to talk to him. (laughs) No, he's got the deep, deep, deep Scottish voice. Oh, he's got that. Right. That's right. Well, once I, once, once I turned like 12 and I, (laughs) that, that myth went away for me. (laughs) <laughs> that he didn't sound like that. Oh, see, I carried that into my twenties. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was very shocked when I heard him finally talk. Yeah. Um. Boy. What, so, what's uh, the other music news that you wanted to bring up? So, you, you, I, I say yay on Axl Rose in ACDC. I second that. We have a second from the senator from Comac. So I vote. On it. No confidence. PJ's gonna filibuster this now. No, 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 no. Are you are, are you saying it'll work, or are you saying you'll go to that? I think. It's no, I wouldn't go to that. I would not go. No. <laughs> I will not be going. I, I offer a vote of no confidence. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do Natalie Portman and Phantom Menace the rest of the day. The rest of the podcast. Oh, she's so bad at that. She's so bad. <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad. I offer a vote of no acting. <laughs> That's what I'm offering. Zero acting. <laughs> I offer a vote of no emoting. <laughs> Man. 
talk. I think I I've said this before. I think she was in over her head. I really do. Because she's a fine actress. Yes. Things like things like Closer or Black Swan or she's clearly a very talented actress. And I think the green screens and the 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 Star Wars fanatics and the pressure of being in that I think she was in way over her head. Way over her head. Plus the story was miserably bad. <laughs> right. Plus yeah, the writing sucked balls. I mean, just really, really, really convoluted and terrible. Yeah. The best – you guys haven't uh, probably watched this because you wouldn't have occasion to, but um, the Droid Tales, um, the cartoon, Ooh. the Legos, the Le- <laughs> every day they're out there making <laughs> duck tails. No, the, uh, the Star Wars Droid Tales on um, – I think it's on Nickelodeon, and it's oh, Legos, and uh, it is – Brilliant, and they make fun of how convoluted the plots are for the first three Star Wars all the time. It is so <laughs> great, so great. Like it's it, Lucas must watch them and be like, I can't believe I'm licensing this. How much was the check again? Yeah. Well, you know, the original title for uh, Episode One was not the Phantom Menace. <laughs> what was it? It was episode one. This is this because this was this and uh, this before this. This means this because this was this. <laughs> episode one, the very obvious exposition. <laughs> uh, episode one, back to screenwriting school. <laughs> I'm so bitter. I'm so bitter. Wasted, uh, wasted opportunity. Yep. And and Wesley refuses to watch it. He knows nothing about it. Good. He's like he's like Jerry Seinfeld with like driving somebody to the airport. Like Casey will be like, I want to watch Phantom Menace, and Wesley's like, I'm not watching Phantom Menace. No. <laughs> like like <laughs> the way he says it. That's the way he says it. I am not watching Phantom Menace. I'm like, buddy, you you've never even you haven't you haven't even seen any of it. It doesn't matter. He knows. You know he what knows. I got my hands on? I got my he hands somehow on. somehow knows. It's amazing. I got the reconstituted original three movies. Um, it's called the Unspecialized Edition. Right. Where, now, where did where, you get that? Black Market? Uh, black Market. You can't say. Black Market Thumb Drive. I could say Black Market Thumb Drive. No one's going to come take it for me. You know a guy. <laughs> Does. <laughs> Did Andy Garcia bring it over to you? Tess. <laughs> Tess. Original Star Wars, Tess. But it's not just original Star Wars. It's, it's they, were able, they were able to get their hands on 35-millimeter prints of... Are you... Wow. That's of, awesome. Yeah, of the original three, and, and they were able to you know piece it together and clean it up uh, to, to a Blu-ray quality. Um, so it looks better than even the original on DVD. Wow. Let me ask you, do you, so do you plug that USB into like your TV and just go straight from there? Oh boy. Just my dad now. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get the thing to go to the TV. I'm asking you how you play it. That's all. I'm asking optimal playback. What I do is. 
Oh boy. Because I I do not have a Roku. If I had a Roku, I could go right in. But um, I plug hey. it into the in, into the laptop and then I HDMI cable it out to the TV. To the TV. Wow. Because I've played stuff directly from a USB, like into my TV. It works. Depends on the format. It depends on the format, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, you know, it's the, Tech talk those with files RPG. are fairly compressed. <laughs> so it's not really much lag time. But yeah, going the, the, the TV or the laptop into the TV with the HDMI is, is probably a good way to go. As long as the laptop is uh, you know, uh, a, a recent model. Some of the laptops I have laying around this house would be like, oh, I can't. This is really hard. <laughs> they, they're, they're old men, see? Yeah, well, it, it, it would be a lot better if you had a USB 3 port to do it. Right. With. I do not have one of those. No, and USB 2 is always better than USB 3. Excuse me? How could, that, how could, that, how could that possibly be? Right. The, the, first, the first one's always the best. And then two is good, and then three starts to get watered down. So, you are confusing that with Van Halen. Oh, I, I, that's right. You are you are confusing that with Indiana Jones trilogy. I thought that was Rocky, right? And a wrestler shows up. Can we can we talk real quick about Horace and Pete too? I know I know you've mentioned it yes. before. No, we absolutely can. Um, I can't. I haven't seen it. All right. Gal's drinking a scotch. You drinking <laughs> scotch? What is going on over there? All I hear, is, I see, I see that I hear the clanging of ice cubes. Like you're a 65 year old man. <laughs> is Jessica lying there? <laughs> Look in the corner. It's the Look perfect the time to talk about Horace and Pete as you lift up a scotch. Tess Armstrong. <laughs> oh, she would have been good on Horace and Pete. Ellen Burstyn. We'll come back to her. Ellen Burstyn. <laughs> no mixed drinks. No mixed drinks. Um, Cal, it's it's very very good. You should watch. No, it. I know. But I know about it, and um, it's tough though. It's I, tough. Yeah. By the way, yeah. that's Alan Alda's only repeatable line on this show. Right. No everything else drinks. has 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 the British c word in it. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. He drops that one like a ton of bricks. The third, ep- the third episode, Cal, is a 46-minute scene between Louis C.K. and Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf playing his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. The two of them, 46, 46 minutes. minutes. Wow. She, she opens it with a 21-minute monologue. Yeah. I've never seen anything yeah. like it. It's astounding. On a TV show, I've never seen anything like it. Wow, I've seen I've seen it on stage, of course. Well, she's a stage actress. She is. She's a wonderful stage actress. Um, never Star seen anything like it on uh, a big screen and little screen. Um, on a TV show, I've never seen it. And and of course, it's shot like a like a play. It looks like a play. It has the pacing of a play, Peach. I think quite often. It reminds me of um, things I used to see on PBS in the 80s. Yes. That's a good call. It's a very, very good call. You know, when they would broadcast like the gin game or, yeah. you know, or some other kind and of play. It, it looks like they shot a play. Yeah. 
but it's but it's clearly not in front of a it's it's not in a theater it's on a set on a location like it's not a play but it's a play but this but this you know, monologue you watching this monologue count you're like she's got it it's got a can't right keep it out away there's something yeah and she kills it i mean she has you she has you all 21 minutes yeah i think that's crazy his reaction to it is great because like almost in the scene louis ck who i think is really becoming a, a pretty good actor yes um I mean, he's playing himself for the most part, but he's really good at playing himself or a hyper-stylized version of himself. His reaction to her cow is almost like, that's effed up. <laughs> like that you just did that. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's, he's supposed to be, right. He's supposed to be kind of horrified by what she's telling him. Right. Anyway, but so it works that he's like, Holy wow! Yeah, yeah. That is he, he's some story to lay down. Just being astounded in real time. Right. Absolutely. But you've watched all eight episodes, right, Peach? I have watched all eight episodes, and it. You know, one of the things that really has going for it is that theatrical feel. Right. Makes a lot of the events in it more intimate. And they hit you harder in the stomach than, you know, if it was done on, uh, you know, something much more, uh, you know, at a distance. Right. It's 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 right in your face, and it it gets very visceral in the last three episodes. Oh, really? The latter three episodes. Are there any more coming, or is it done? I don't know. I don't know. He hasn't really said. He just keeps yeah. like releasing them. And right. You just, get an email, you just get an email saying, "Hey, it's me again. Episode eight is out. Thanks." Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for more. Um, although I could see where they could say, "Oh yeah, let's put a button on it, and this is the end for right. know, for episode eight. I actually um, have to take a I have to take a break between episodes. Like I've been I've been basically like taking like two weeks off between episodes because it's just like it's not something you could binge. But I couldn't do it. I could not. I couldn't watch two back to back. I can't too much to process it's too much it's dark like it's just i can't go to that place Mm. i've been i've been watching it on the train like on the commute home or whatever and like i go to a place like that hour is like woof ah like i am (laughs) yeah well they're they're chock full of nuts each one of them it's uh i am morose when i get (laughs) when i get off that train yeah things are dour very and whether the, whether the episode's a half hour or an hour, like it doesn't contain much of a breather. Thank no. God, it, it as an actual intermission. Yeah, it does. Every episode has you know a like fate to black, and they put up a card that for intermission. Right. And you need that because it's been relentless <laughs> t- till you got there. You know. Yeah. Which yep, is, no, uh, I totally agree. Totally agree. Another, another feeling to of theater. You know, there's no establishing yep. shots to break things up and, and nope. you know, no reverse angles or anything like that. It's all just right in front of you. Here it is. Yep. There's no resets. There's no like, yeah, it's tough. It is tough. But I'm I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. I just have to kind of, like my mother with Daredevil. I just got to space it out <laughs> and pretend, <laughs> pretend it's on every two weeks. 
Daredevil. What's strange is that she's been watching Horace and Pete. <laughs> That's right. And she can talk about that, but Daredevil. She figured out how to download Horace. It's not even <laughs> on anything. Like she had to subscribe to louisck.net and download it. <laughs> but she has yet to. I was on the phone with her the other day, guys, and I was like, Mom, you could go get your iPad right now and watch it. Like while yeah. we're on the phone. Don't you have to go? Yeah, I do. I do have to go, Mom. <laughs> oh, Steve. I do have to go. I really have to go. So the, and, and, and the other thing is um, there's uh, four movies. I, I want you to watch them n- – can, you know, one right, in one night. One right no, after the no, other. I, w- I want you to compare and contrast them. All right, Starting so, now. So when you get to watching these movies, watch the other one right, right next to it. Um, like on two screens? It's <laughs> 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 a very high demand to ask right now. I, I, don't ha- I, I have a job. I'm a picture. <laughs> I, I don't have time to. To do this <laughs> picture in picture, the worst way to watch two movies ever <laughs> is what you're suggesting. <laughs> like that's that's actually probably considered like torture right. for some people. Like you have to watch two movies you've never seen before <laughs> that you really want to see, but they have to be picture in picture, and you have to decide which one's going to have the sound. <laughs> And, and then write a report how you compare and contrast the two movies, and why you why you made the decision to have sound during that scene, in that movie. That's uh, go not on. What I meant. Sorry. You two. Gosh. Yeah. We exaggerated for uh, the sake of humor. The first two I would I, I would recommend it. watching one and then the other would be Concussion and then Spotlight. Right. Great. I, I've already seen Spotlight. Okay. Yes, you saw well, Spotlight, and I and Cal, or PJ saw Spotlight, and I haven't yet. Would I have to go back and watch it after I watch Concussion? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Just ju- just to watch it again. <laughs> you don't have to watch it again, but watch He's Concussion so next, and and look at how they handled. Um, the journalistic aspect and the or and the getting to the bottom of a big scandal. Ooh, you know, okay. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. And see how Spotlight was like, you know, five out of five stars on how they did it and how Concussion was kind of more of a TV movie of how they handled it. Um, right. And the other one recommend you A and B is uh, if you're going to watch The Revenant, watch The Hateful Eight right after. I see. I think I feel like the Revenant. You you really got to take a break after that. That seems like a lot of heavy lifting. Um, the Revenant is 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 brutal. Yeah, (laughs) and it leaves you breathing heavy. But I can't imagine um, the Hateful Eight is a uh, walk in the park, Kazansky. The Hateful Eight is is delightful. The Hateful Eight is is so much fun. Um, but it's really interesting because they're both, um, you know, they're period movies. It's really important to know what time, uh, you know, what century they're set in and everything. 
And I think that the way the hateful eight was shot was kind of like perfect to the genre. And the revenant was shot was kind of like, well, everybody's dressed in period costumes, but you know, you used a GoPro. Why? Um, right. A, a it lot takes of, it, you out of it, right. It takes you out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the scenics and the beauties that they shoot in the revenant are stunning. It's unbelievable. You're like, where on earth? is this place i want to go there but it looks modern right and i don't i don't know why they did that i don't know why they made that choice because he's a bit of a show off what's he showing off is cinematographer is kind of showing off all right also the resident no, way I'm too many way too many lens flares in the revenue, by the way. He seems to be a bit of a, a, bit of a show J.J. Abrams, my God. <laughs> Johnny Lensflare? Seriously. Um, Stop with the Lensflare. You make a, a, a fantastic, interesting point, though, that I want to address, and that's the idea of – so I haven't seen The Revenant, but I'm um, – Very good movie. Very good. Super but I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Peter Jackson and The Lord of the Rings, especially you know the first three – um, and how? Wait a minute! How many more were there? <laughs> well, isn't there like the 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 Bilbo ones and stuff like that? Isn't that Peter Jackson? Oh, oh, oh. okay. No, you're, you're... I thought you yeah, were talking about like... more chapters after Return of the King that I had no, missed. No, no, no. The, 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 the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like the idea of <laughs> the camera work that he did with that, all being. And, of course, shooting in New Zealand and, like, the, the incredible um, cinematography and the incredible landscapes and scenics and stuff like that that are in that, that never takes you out of it because it's a fantasy yeah. world. Right. So it, if passes I, if anything, for, it, it passes for another time in another world, yeah. Well, if anything, it adds to it. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, it added to it, the the – the effects that he used and the, the really revolutionary kind of stuff that he – the extension of, you know, light magic and stuff like that. Um, whereas it's interesting that you say you juxtapose that with The Revenant, which is actually a period piece. And the technology and the scenics and the kind of stuff t- takes you out of it. Like, I could totally see that because it's, yeah. it's a real time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, having just seen also uh, Last of the Mohegans on cable and how... I think you're saying that wrong. I think it's Last of the Monacans. The Last of the Montagues. <laughs> Last of the Montagues. That's right. I believe you're pronouncing that incorrectly. It's the Last of the Monacans. Monacans. Right. right. The Last of Monte Cristo? The Count yes. of Monte Higgins. Yes. No, the Last of the Mohegans, is, uh, I think, shot really, really well. Exactly. Shot. And it doesn't take you out of it. Right. Right. And you know mm. a combination of the lens flares and uh, and the bear. Um, but that's the, the lens flare now is like the Spielberg effect, right? Like it's like the it's like the rack pan. You know, yeah. it's, it's like everybody's kind of in love with it. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, J.J. J. Abrams really you know got knocked for it because he puts it in everything. Um, yes. But I sort of understand it when it shows up in movies with technology and windows and glass. 
that's all fine. Um, you know, uh, a lens flare when uh, a pioneer is looking up from the snow towards the sun. <laughs> why would that wouldn't happen? There's no Corona. What are you, what are you doing? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I will, I will take that under advisement. As and I'm, far as I'm watching I'm, those four movies. Like there not, goes my it's weekend. not a knock of the revenant. It's not a knock of the revenant. I just think that what Tarantino did was like, oh man, perfect. And then the other guy just, you know, he made his movie. <laughs> and you know, it is great there's great performances in the revenant. I mean, it's Tom Hardy is unreal. Remember when we were talking about um, uh, the players in There Will Be Blood that, like, you know, he didn't use actors. He had, he had people teleported there from a different time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Tom Hardy is one of them. You know, he is just, he's, what James Corden said, you know, there are actors and there are aliens. Tom Hardy is an alien. See, and I have a friend who thinks the exact opposite of that about Tom oh, Hardy. In the Revenant, or or in, in a different movie? Overall, yeah. like, yeah, like Tom. Every time he sees Tom Hardy, he sees Tom Hardy. He's not in no the way. period. I know. No I, that's why I need to see the movie to see if it's true. Did you see Bronson? No. Arroyo. Oh. <laughs> Charles. Charles. Tom, Charles. Tom, Hard, Tom Hardy was in this independent movie called I think it was called Bronson about England's most notorious, most violent inmate. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> at turn of the century. Does he play... What, does, is that the movie where he plays two guys? No. No. One What's guy. that movie? Uh, Tommy Two Guys. Brothers? <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Two Guys. <laughs> Starring Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tommy Two Guys. Shut up. <laughs> The best movie ever. Oh my god! I did. I did not know about Tom Hardy in the dual role. Sorry. Tommy, two guys. Oh, can we make Star that movie, Tom please? Hardy. And of course, DiCaprio. DiCaprio is very good. In Tom Hardy. Tommy, two guys. Brothers named Tom. Um. Yes, well, they, they, the Academy agreed with you. Yeah, he was awfully good. He got, he got the snot knocked out of him, and he looked like it was really happening. Right. Uh, I will check out all four of those. We have to end the show, gentlemen. And I'll tell all you right. why. Because we're going to get cut off soon, and I don't want to have an unceremonious ending again. Do it. All right. Um, so I'm going to do this. PJ, final unload. The other music news, real quick, was that uh, Nuno Betancourt and Zach Wilde and Steve Vai are coming to the Count Basie Theater by me. And I was <laughs> wondering if anybody wanted to uh, come over and not go with me. <laughs> I will. All right, I'll, I'll make burgers. 
Cal fight of the mood. <laughs> oh, um, Gary Shandling, just to, just to wrap it up. Um, just a shock today. Uh, we're going to miss him. And he's, you said it best, Steve. He's one of those guys that now that he's not here, you're really going to notice that he's gone. And uh, yeah. just, ter- just a terrible shame. Gone too soon. Yep. And uh, my final unload is, hey, guys, do you really want to feel super old? Guess what album came out 30 years ago today? Oh, no. What? Um, 5150. Love that album. Everybody loves that album. If you don't love that album, there's something wrong with you. Love it. Love it. And they... I could do without the cover. Not a fan of the cover. They should start a landscaping business. Vanscaping. <laughs> uh. Summer nights and my mulching too. <laughs> That's all the time we have. We will see you next week. I'm ready to unload with Callan Tempe. Thanks to Dom Jansky from LighthouseHockey.com. Thanks to PJ for engineering and producing the show and for being a pop culture maven. And thanks to Cal for being my co-host and for watching me on Daredevil. I did not. Are to you abort? Back to you. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Cut your lawn. Do, 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 do. Cut your lawn. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, that's Panama. That's not yeah. on 5150. What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> do your weed and the dunder cheap. <laughs> Good night.